Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR Light Up Your Buzz podcast series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's Big City Number One National Radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. If you want high-power publicity for yourself, please contact AnnieJenningsPR.com. In this podcast, we feature Lisa Braithwaite, who mentors business and nonprofit leaders to deliver engaging presentations for visibility, credibility, and influence. She helps people deliver meaningful and memorable experiences for their participants through one-on-one coaching, corporate training, on-demand, and live workshops. Lisa is also the author of Presenting for Humans, Insights for Speakers on Ditching Perfection and Creating Connection. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. And I know you have, of course, as we mentioned, lots of experience when it comes to presentations and helping people with their presentations. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see when people are out there talking in front of, maybe not talking necessarily physically in front of somebody, but talking in front of people? And I want to start by saying that, and I'm glad you brought it up, because we are talking about both virtual presentations and in-person presentations. And I also want to mention that even if you're giving updates or reports in meetings or you're leading meetings, you are public speaking, okay? So a lot of people think they're not public speaking or giving presentations, but they are. So I wanted to get that out of the way. The first the first big mistake that I see, especially in business presentations, is speakers taking themselves too, too seriously. So they, they don't know how to take their topic, which they may be very serious about, but lighten it up and make it engaging for their audience. I see speakers not making a human connection with the audience, which this is also the theme of my book. We, uh, we see a lot of business speakers especially cramming as much information as they can into a presentation, thinking that information and data and statistics will get them results. And the bonus, the bonus mistake is people disrespecting their audience by not being prepared. Mm. Yeah, and I bet they, they can really, let's say, compound, right, their mistakes they're not necessarily prepared, then all of a sudden they're also nervous about speaking. How can people get over that aspect, that nervous feeling about public speaking? Yeah, I think that a lot of people deal with their nervousness by not preparing. They actually feel like if they don't think about the presentation in advance, they won't be, they'll be less nervous, if that makes sense. I won't think about it. It doesn't exist. I'm not going to plan or prepare for it. (laughs) And then I'm just going to go out there and wing it. So first of all, I'm just going to say that people shouldn't really try to completely eradicate their nervousness. So if somebody out there tells you, I'm a speaking coach and I'm going to help you get rid of nervousness forever, that's actually not practical or realistic. What I want to suggest people do is learn how to repurpose that adrenaline so that instead of bad adrenaline and bad energy, energy, you turn it into good adrenaline and good energy. And to explain that a little bit, 
nervousness, when you're going to give a presentation, there's a reason you're nervous because we're social animals, we're herd animals. And for billions of years or however long humans have been on the planet, we have relied on the group for our survival. So it's ingrained in us to need approval, to need connection and to need belonging. And the worst thing to happen to a social animal or a herd animal is to be shunned or rejected and then basically to be left at the mercy of the lions or the, the predators. So there's a reason that we're nervous. It's hardwired into us as humans. And it also means that you care. It means that you want to do a good job so that you don't get shunned or rejected. So I'm suggesting that people take that nervousness and take that adrenaline and use it as a motivator and learn to channel it and turn it into a positive energy generator so that you give that that positive energy to the audience and they give it back to you. So Lisa, is that a way where people can, let's say, become more confident? Can they channel that nervousness into confidence? How can presenters be just more confident in what they're doing? Yes, the nervousness has something to do with it. And as I said earlier, a lot of people avoid preparing for presentations. They avoid speaking altogether. They avoid giving, up, giving those reports. They avoid speaking up in meetings because of their nervousness. But the only way that you're going to get rid of your nervousness and actually build confidence is to do it. And the nervousness and the lack of confidence, it's kind of a vicious, vicious circle here because it keeps you from taking opportunities. But then you also aren't putting yourself into situations where you can grow and you can learn. A lot of people think that they can somehow get confident before they put themselves into the scary situation, but that's not how it works. You actually have to put yourself into the scary situation and survive it. And when you survive it, even if you make mistakes, but you survive your mistakes, that helps you build confidence. So I always recommend that people accept every speaking opportunity available, give reports, lead meetings that work. Uh, if you have a job, if you're an entrepreneur or a business leader, shoot videos or, or Facebook lives. And if opportunities aren't coming to you, then make them. But you have to get out there and you have to practice speaking or you will never gain confidence. Well, you know, there's a lot of new presenters out there, I would think, right? <laughs> With the digital world that we're living in now, the virtual yes. world, mm -hmm. the speaking remotely, presenting remotely. Can you leave our listeners with, if they're kind of new to this whole thing, a piece of advice for anyone out there that are new to presenting remotely? I would say that adjusting your expectations of presenting remotely is going to help you the most. If you have ever stood up in front of a group or spoken in a meeting, whether it's a conference table or a, you know, a big ballroom, we have, a diff we have an expectation of receiving energy. As I mentioned before, we have an expectation of receiving energy from the audience. We, we see their faces, we see them shifting in their chairs, we see them lean over and kind of talk to their neighbor, we see them smile, we hear their little chuckles, uh, we're used to that sort of energy and that immediacy. And I just want to remind people that virtual or remote presenting, is it's not going to be like that. 
because it lacks immediacy, everything is delayed. We have to wait until people hear something. We have to wait until people type. We have to wait until people respond. And it lacks instant gratification. So I just want to suggest to people that you really think about what your expectations are. If you're concerned that the audience isn't receiving value because you can't see and hear them, you can work on your engagement. You can work on your stories. You can work on all of these ways of making the presentation really reach your audience. But if it's more that you're just uncomfortable with a lack of instant gratification, then you just have to really stop worrying about that. <laughs> Focus on giving value and stop worrying about the instant gratification because you're just not going to get that presenting remotely and that it's really about more uh, more about you than it is about them. And if you turn turn that around and focus on the audience, focus about giving value, then the instant gratification issue won't bother you as much. Thank you so much, Lisa, for all of that great advice on presentations. And I would like to urge everyone out there listening to connect with Coach Lisa online at Coach Lisa B. That's B as in boy, CoachLisaB.com, where you'll find links to free resources like the presentation assessment scorecard, also her to her book, Presenting for Humans on Amazon, as well as Lisa's upcoming program, The Mini Retreat on Micro presentations. And that's where you'll create and deliver a five-minute presentation for coaching and feedback. And also at the retreat, you'll learn how to expand your micro-presentation into longer presentations and repurpose it into endless kinds of content from memes to video series to articles. So again, that's at CoachLisaB.com. And we appreciate you all listening to this Light Up Your Buzz podcast, which is brought to you by Annie Jennings PR. Please visit AnnieJenningsPR.com to learn how you, too, can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your PR and marketing goals and dreams. Till next time.